word of the day. You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Today's word of the day, or I guess they'd be words, but just because you've had me shift that around, Flam. Uh, today's word of the day is temerity. T-E-M-E-R-I-T-Y. Temerity, meaning reckless, boldness, or rashness. So I think we're seeing a little bit of temerity here with these uh, NBA trades that are going on, if you ask me. In my, yes. pers- in my personal opinion. All Sounds right. right. Thank you for your opinion there. Here you go. Here's your word of the day, Thank unofficially you. brought Thank to you by uh, Urban Dictionary. I actually don't like the one that they've got up top, so we're going to go with one below. Bettison, when all you need to get better is time in your bed. Bettison, I like Bettison. it. Bettison. So, yeah, you'll start using that on the streets. Oh, yeah. On the streets, and uh, people know what you're talking about. All right. Uh, yes, very good show today. Uh, loaded show. Some stuff happened over the weekend. You might have you might have watched. You might have heard. We'll get to that eventually. First, we're gonna start off with a bunch of uh, NBA trade talk. It's all going down. I figured the N- the NBA did a better job of keeping its name in the news than the NFL did for the Super Bowl this past week. So I feel like we should reward the NBA. Uh, and then we got Tim Brown stopping by with his stat of the day. We'll break down the Super Bowl, get his reaction. His Rams put up a pretty. Eh, showing (laughs) and then we got winners losers we're going to do something special here the nba all-star draft is happening uh tomorrow so flan and i are going to assume the roles of lebron and Giannis. no idea who's going to be who and we'll do a draft of our own and then we'll wrap it up with the pop culture update flan any questions concerns or comments no you ready to go ready to rock let's get it on Report Gas Bags with Fun Facts, the show by regular Joes for regular Joes. It is sponsorship free because nobody wants to pay the sponsorship fee. Brennan Flanagan, my co-host, I'm Jeff Woodworth. Flan, how are you doing? Doing good. How about yourself? I'm hanging in there. Did you I like Tuesday's weather? What was Tuesday's weather? In the morning. It didn't snow. 
it snowed in certain parts of Santa Rosa, but I'm saying it wasn't enough for me to be like snow day. Uh, it was freezing though. My it morning. was cold. Yeah, I've been very cold getting up in the mornings. It's kind of getting chilly out here right now, but uh, yeah, coming to you live or I guess pre-recorded. We're live, but this is when you listen to this, it'll have been pre-recorded from the garage. Uh, Flan, there's a whole lot of stuff going down in the NBA right now, so let's just jump right into it, okay? Uh, and then we're going to try and pay attention. we got the Dubs and Spurs on right now. Tip-off just started. There you go. Thank you. Very good. Okay. Uh, we're going to start off with a bunch of NBA trades thus far, okay? Uh, and we're just going to start running down the list of them because there's so many. This just in, a Woj bomb was that the Kings are trading Justin Jackson and Zach, Rand- Rand- oh, geez. Zach Randolph to the Mavericks for Harrison Barnes. Do you like that trade? I do. You do like that trade. Who do you think wins that trade? Kings or Mavericks? I think I think it offsets. Really? I think what what year of uh, Harrison Barnes contract is this? Uh It's in a 4 year, right? It might be his third. I believe it's his third because we haven't had Harrison for as long as we've had KD. I think we dropped Harrison a year before we got or the year we got KD. Yeah. So this is his third out of the fourth year. Um I like the trade. I think that uh once, um, I don't know. I just, I just, I still look at the Mavs as a really good team in a few years from now, and um, Luca and uh, the unicorn are on the same yes. court together. That's yes. a good team. Let's um, talk about that, dude. KP going to Dallas. That's yeah, huge. That's a big one. That's huge. Dallas traded away. Um, the Knicks only. The Knicks did it. Most of it. Well, what, what's the what's the Knicks position right now? They're pretty bad, aren't they? They are pretty awful. Uh, they are trying to clear space for some reason. And this well, their so their their plan is probably to sign one of those big name free agents next year and then yeah. get um one of the two Duke guys in the draft. Isn't that a plan? Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that if you tank, well, you know, tanking is the, is the wrong word. The NBA doesn't like that. But even well. if, if you're, if you're one of the bottom three teams in the league, right, you only have a 14 to 17% chance of drawing the number one overall pick. They, but I think, they it, but, but this, but, but the, this class is if you're one, two or three, you're getting a franchise player. Oh, for sure. Well, um, one, two for sure with with Barrett and, um, and Zion. Zion. Yeah. Well, I'm still not 100 percent sold on Zion because he's just been. What have we seen from Zion except from 30 second clips on YouTube of him going around and just clowning little white kids in high school? But Barrett's the one that I I like him a lot. And he's done a great job in college. But I'm just saying the NBA is a different monster, and to think that because he's going around tossing around fools from the ACC that he's going to be able to do this in the NBA. We'll see. It remains to be seen. I'll admit that we haven't seen an athlete like that since LeBron. Uh, at least this captivating, though, so that's what's crazy. Um, but, yeah, I like I like KP going to Dallas. It actually worries me seeing for Like, if KP's able to uh, recover from his injury, and then you've got Luka Doncic, Kristaps Porzingis, and everything else that Dallas has going on the there. The other one that had a good trade was um, the Clippers. Yes, the Clippers traded Tobias Harris and um, Boban. They're they're sitting, they're sitting themselves up to try to get uh KD and Kawhi. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's just break them down right now. Uh, there was a trade between the Cavs, Rockets, and Kings, where the Cleveland Cavaliers received Marquise Chris, Brandon Knight, and a 2019 draft pick, first round pick that was uh, lottery protected from Houston. The Rockets received Wade Baldwin, Iman Shumpert, and Nick Stockis, and then uh, Alec Burks uh, went to the Kings and a second round pick. I have a sound from Iman Shumpert later that I want to play. Don't don't let me forget. But somebody threw an elbow at Iman Shumpert, and he took exception to it. And the courtside mics on a broadcast are very hot. And it was kind <laughs> of funny to listen to it via the broadcast. Um, then we've got another trade where 
the Washington Wizards sent Jabari Parker, Bobby Portis, and a 2023 second-round pick to the Bulls for Otto Porter, Otto Porter Jr. You got that mixed up. The Wizards sent Otto Porter Jr., and the Bulls sent Jabari Parker. What did I say? You said that the Wizards sent Jabari oh, Parker. Oh, my bad. The Wizards received Jabari Parker, Bobby Portis, a 2023 second-round pick, and the Bulls received Otto Porter Jr. The Bulls also just recently waived Mello. I like what the Bulls are doing. They're, that's a team that hopes they get a, one of the top three picks in the draft. Yes. So they're also clearing out bad contracts. That's basically what this trade deadline has been is, <laughs> hey, what can we trade Can we trade bad salaries with everybody? That's one franchise I'm shocked that hasn't signed a big, big-time free agent in the in last, Chicago? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's a poorly run franchise. I understand it's a poorly run franchise, but I feel like, I don't, I don't know, just it's Chicago. It's the, I think it's the coolest city in America. It's uh, the Bulls. You'd be like, I don't know. Maybe just the, the Michael Jordan thing. People don't want to be under in Michael Jordan's shadow. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of pressure that comes with that. Um, Even though he's totally associated with uh, Charlotte now, it's like you're just well. I mean, the, 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 the jersey, the, the yeah. jersey's up there yeah. in the rafters. So I don't know. Um, I feel like if you're, if you're all those destinations, like Clippers and Knicks, would be like the least amount of pressure. I feel like Knicks, uh, Knicks people would think there'd be a lot of pressure, but I don't know what. You just had the pressure of the media. That'd be the only really mm-hmm. in the fan base. There's no like shadow you're going. Well, that's underneath. a fan base that expects to win right now. That hasn't know. won anything since the seventies. Yeah, nothing. But yet it's still a prominent big name franchise in the in the league. That's just due to uh to its location. And oh I mean, yeah, if they were had, in any other city, they would no one would care about that. They've had a them. good they've had a prolific history, but yeah, you haven't done anything for the past what, fifty years now, so it's just like what's going on? Um all right, the Lakers Traded or the Lakers received Reggie Bullock and the Detroit Pistons. I'm not even going to try and pronounce this dude's name. Sviet, uh, actually, I am Sviatslav Milik. I don't know. I don't know. And a 21 or 2021 second round pick. Uh, I don't understand. Like people are getting these second round picks in 2021, 2022. It's, it's yeah, like what? The? Very distant. But hey, you know uh, that's what the the Celtics 20, did. A 2020 a, a second round pick in the NFL in the NBA draft is basically a a free. A, a rookie with a rookie free agent or unsigned yeah, or well, undrafted free agent. Look at look at what uh look at what Boston's done when they when they hoodwinked the uh, the Nets when they traded off Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce. And yeah, they but got they got first they got first round picks. They That's didn't get sec- the, the second round picks. The I don't know. There's only like a hand, I don't I mean not a hand, There's more than a handful, but the percentage of you hitting on a second round pick is very very low. But it's also good because you can draft second round picks and they don't count against your salary hit for that year. There's a weird rule in the NBA bookkeeping. Yeah, NBA has a lot of that, weird rules. Yeah, where second round picks are actually not, uh, not against your salary cap hit, so you can afford to sign more guys. It's it's weird. I don't know. I haven't done all my homework on that, but I know that is the case. Love homework. Um, the 76ers received Tobias Harris, Boban, and Mike Scott. The Clippers. Tobias received Harris is reminds. I don't know the name reminds me of like caveman for some reason. Uh, Tobias, just that name. Where's the Where's the name Tobias come from? Oh. Um, uh, Arrested Development. Mm. You ever seen that show? No, but it's on my Netflix queue. I have to you watch know, that. just watch the first episode. There's oh a guy yeah. named Tobias, and he's the funniest thing. Well, I am I am plowing through Parks and Rec right now, and I think Parks and Rec low key might be. That is a great, great it adjective. It what? Or is that a verb? I'm very bad at grammar. Plowing. Plowing through, yeah. I'm, yeah. So I'm just one episode after another, and I'm laughing at every turn. I, <laughs> I think they started. The Office was written before Parks and Rec, right? Yeah. So the uh, the guys who wrote The Office had some practice before they got to Parks and Rec. Because Parks and Rec, those first two seasons. I'm using. I'm currently using my brother's Hulu account, and I'm on that Seinfeld hype. 
hype right now. Oh, okay. That's a funny Seinfeld show. Seinfeld was a great show, too, but I'm saying, dude, Parks and Rec, just from top to bottom right now, start to finish from episodes, I am, if I'm not actually belly laughing out loud, it's constantly got me going, <laughs> that's, they, you know, that, like, that, that's what 30 Rock did for me, but Seinfeld, for me right now, that's that shows up there with The Office. Yeah. Oh, it's a very good, very well written. I like it. But, okay, back to the trades. Um, <laughs> so, 76ers send off Tobias Harris, Boban, uh, and Mike Scott, and the Clippers receive... Uh, Wilson Chandler, Mike Muscala, Landry Shamet or Shamay, I don't know how to say that. 2020 first round pick, lottery protected. 2021 first round pick, uh, 2021 second round pick, and a 2023 second round pick. The Clippers won that trade. Um, and I don't, yeah, that's what I was going to say. They gave him an A. And then we've also got Detroit and Milwaukee trading with each other. The Pistons received Thon Maker. The Bucks received Stanley Johnson. Uh, Malachi Richardson. Shh has been traded from the Raptors to the 76ers with a 2022 second-round uh, pick, and then the draft rights to Emir Prelzic. I mispronounced that. And then the Raptors just receive cash considerations. There's one more on here. Sorry, Flan. Uh, the Suns receive Wayne Ellington and Tyler Johnson, and the Miami Heat receive Ryan Anderson. It's good to see the Heat finally getting rid of some bad contracts there. How much do you think the Warriors get by trading Draymond? Uh, you could, it depends. Are you going for picks or players? So I'm saying, let alone Draymond is worth, I would say, two players, three picks. Because you know the risk that you're, I mean, you know what you're getting from Draymond, and I don't know, it depends on the players that they're sending, and picks are a gamble, so I want more picks if I'm if I'm doing that. So those are trades that have actually happened. Um, good, good on those franchises for either trying to make a postseason push or salary dumps. Um, but let's move on to the trade that hasn't happened. And it's been taken up this whole new cycle, and it's AD uh, and the Lakers. Dude, did you see what the Lakers were offering the Pelicans? Their entire team. They were um, everybody but LeBron was for sale. Was everybody was but LeBron James and, jo- and Hart? Josh Hart. Yeah. What was the most recent offer that the Pelicans shut it down? It was uh, it was Kuzma, Ingram, um, Ball, Ball, Rondo, Stevenson, and two picks. Wasn't it that? Uh, who's that big guy that they were offering up too? I just know those five. There were so many. There were so many offers. Yeah, and three picks. Five players and three picks. And if you're the Pelicans, if you're doing that, if you make that trade, or the Lakers, you know, that trade happens. You're basically sacrificing this year because you have no bench. You're not going to win it. Oh well, no bench for sure. And I'm still not of the. I still don't understand how they think that Laker fans think that having LeBron and AD automatically makes them. Uh, that means that they're going to beat the Warriors. It's like okay, Boogie could still come back. Granted, to be for less money, but I put Boogie on AD. And then who's LeBron going to stop? Is he going to stop all of Draymond, Clay, and Steph at the same time? And the people that think that Clay is just automatically leaving, that, that he's not leaving. I'm befuddled. He said uh, every sound I've heard of Clay so far, granted it's been from the Warriors media or, you know, uh, Bay Area media, I should say. He has said that he wants to keep this thing together. He said it to the national media to the jump. I've uh, The only speculation I've heard about him becoming a Laker is people drawing this line because his, uh, dad. his dad played for him. You having fun destroying that pen over there? I am. Okay, just put it back together, please. Uh, when you're done. So yeah, I don't. I don't think that Clay's leaving. I'm not very concerned about the the Warriors per se, but the Lakers, man. I think if anything, this was the Pelicans kind of flipping the bird to the Lakers and saying, "Hey, man, there's obvious. Well, not obvious, but there's definitely some some signs of collusion here where LeBron and AD are." Are trying to get AD on the Lakers, so let's embarrass the Lakers. And they, the Lakers were—that's why they stopped because they were getting tired of bidding, outbidding themselves, right? I just 
LeBron's a, just a terrible, terrible teammate. How many, how many, uh, how many trade offers did the Lakers make in this past week? It was three or four, correct? I don't know. The whole, I'm so done with LeBron. I was a big fan of LeBron, but now it's like. Why is LeBron a terrible teammate? Go ahead. I mean, he's. I mean, you're trading away all these players. You came into a situation. You're like, all right, these aren't good enough for me. Bye. It's like, well, you came. You knew what you were getting yourself into. Mm-hmm. And this is another reason why I I like Kobe more than I do like LeBron. I don't remember. I don't never remember Kobe doing this when he was. Uh, they trade the kitchen at the house. Well, Kobe Kobe did have that one incident I that I'm thinking of off the top of my head. Tim can remind us later. I'm sure there were multiple episodes. Uh, there was the fallout with Shaq, but then you've also got to remember. Yeah, but those were new, when, these were never mid-season, were they? When Kobe, when Kobe in the middle of the season was at practice one day, and I, I believe it was his second to last year in the league, and he just directly called out to Mitch Kupchak and said, "I can't win with these bum ass." Uh, I believe he said, "and and words or players or something like that." He's, he called them bums. He called his teammates essentially bums. Called them out to try and galvanize the team, and I think it worked short term. But yeah, Kobe, uh, we we. We write that off on Kobe's competitiveness and, and his desire to go out there and win, whereas LeBron, the thing that's frustrating with LeBron, and I'll side with you on this, is he's so passive-aggressive. Is It's like, I'm not going to say it to your face. I'm going to go deal with it in the shadows and have other people pull strings and stuff. It's just, just come out and say it. Be the diva. We know you're the diva. Okay, own up to it. You're a good enough player to where you but earn I know, the right like, to be a like diva. Literally, last year, they did a complete overhaul of the Cavs middle of the season. Yes. And this year, they're trying to do a complete overhaul of the Lakers middle of the season. Well, it's funny that you bring that up because uh, FS1 on Speak for Yourself, what was this? This was on the 6th. What's today? Oh, this was earlier today. So uh, it actually, up on the TV screen, it said, is being an only child part of the reason a toxic environment follows LeBron James? And I think, A, this is a wild reach. But um, I love wild reaches. Uh, it's, it's ridiculous, man. I don't think it has to do with anything other than the fact that this guy has just devoted the last couple years of his career to trying to take down the Golden State dynasty, and he has no patience in order to do so. And he's very—he's a control freak, a passive-aggressive control freak, which is very, very—it's uh, almost a conundrum in itself. It's just like, what do you mean that you want to be in control, but you don't want to come out and actively say that? It doesn't make sense to me. Did you what, you like that sense? Sense. Uh, did you catch the Lakers Pacers game last night? Did you see any of the highlights? I oh, I saw what I needed to see. You saw the picture of LeBron sitting on the bench in three seats, clearly. I mean, like, like, like literally, like if I was, I mean, maybe that they don't want to speak up to LeBron, but like I feel like if you're a player, you want like a hold of players only me and be like, yo, LeBron, like what the hell's up, yeah, man? Right? Like, what say it to my face? You want me to trade or not? Like, yeah. And then I mean, you, I, if you're all the like. If I was Lonzo or like Kuzma, like get like the three those three young players and just like kind of gang up on LeBron and some. Well, you can't do that because he is one of the best players in. in no, 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 no. But like, but like yeah. in, in a players only, like, dude, like, oh, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah, why are you doing this? This is causing a rift in the team. I think that's what last night was. The Lakers got their ass handed to them. They lost by forty something points. LeBron's worst loss of his career in the regular season, I think even the postseason. And I think that was kind of the Lakers just saying, F you, this is what we this is what you get for for putting us all on the block. What's and like and then also then they had they had the fans chanting. Yes, like yes. And then all I just feel like if if, if Did you like if the Ingram Le- chant or the JaVale chant more? I like the Ingram chant the most. The, but so like for the, the people that didn't catch, sorry. The the Ingram chant was uh LeBron's gonna trade you. Right, I think uh-huh. that LeBron's gonna trade you, and then the JaVale McGee tra- chant was not worth trading. Yeah. So I thought both of those were very well done. But go ahead, what were you saying? But like people like LeBron, probably. I mean, 
I just I get so frustrated with the last few months with LeBron and probably like last year too. But it's just like you came in the situation, you want the head coach gone because he doesn't, I guess. Oh, Luke Walton's a very capable head coach. I think, yeah, totally. And then he wants him gone. He wants half the team gone so he can get another player in there. Mm-hmm. He knew what he was coming into. It's not like he just, like, I don't know. It just, I get so, like you said, that people dictate what the hell. It's uh-huh. it, it frustrates me. It's so annoying. They feel entitled. It's just this entitlement that I get, I get very annoyed Well, with. there's certain guys that I believe do deserve entitlement, and they can call their own shot. And then there's certain guys that it's just like, uh, uh, they should they should have their say in where they want to go. That doesn't mean that they should go where they want to go, Uh-oh. right? Like you, uh, they're just doing some, they're just icing his Achilles, that's all. Um, talking about Boogie Cousins. But uh, so you said on the last time that we met, you didn't like, you like player mobility, but you don't like players calling out where they should go. And I agree to that to some point. Like Mike Conley coming out, and, but it's all deser- it's all depending on your uh, level of pedigree, right? Like Lonzo coming out and having his dad say, we don't want to go to New Orleans. We want to go to Phoenix. Okay, sit down. This is your kid's second year in the yeah. league. He's still got a lot to prove. Mike Conley saying he doesn't want to go to Utah. He wants to go to an East Eastern Conference contender. Okay, Mike Conley's put in the time. He's put in the miles. We know what you can get from Mike Conley. Lonzo's game is Wait still developing. Wait till you're a free agent. You signed. I mean, I don't. That's true. Like, yeah. I mean. That's why they have free agency. I mean, I I'm pretty I, torn I about this though because because teams will sign you and then you look at the team and say, "Hey, finish out that contract." But then a team could ship out a player at any. That's given That's true, notice. but I means like uh, I don't know. I, I get, but like it's like, but for example, like if somebody wanted to trade, someone's like, "Trade me to the Warriors." Yes. Okay. Well, it's like, and then the team's like, "Okay, well, they call it the Warriors," and then we're like, "Who do you want for this guy?" Like, we don't want this guy. It's like, okay, now. It's like now they're all. St- they're st- it's like, what do you do as an organization? Yeah. This this guy's calling the shots. Not just pull a Spurs and say, "Sorry, you're going to Toronto." That's what I would do, or I would just come out flat out and just be like, "We've tried talking with the Warriors. The Warriors say they're not interested at this time. Now we have to do what's best for us as an organization. We tried to make it work for or you." Or just start out and saying, "No, we're good. All right, you want to get traded? We're going to trade, but we're doing what's that's best for our organization." I, but that's what I'm saying. It's fifty-fifty, and it depends. You want out of this, or we'll get you out of this. And I say for that, it depends on who the player is. So Lonzo could definitely get the whole. You want out of this we're gonna take care of this situation but mike conley is one of those where it's just okay tell us give me a couple of options of where you'd like to go and let me see what i can do to make the best thing happen for the organization don't come out and just flat out say i want to go to lakers or i want to go uh, but i understand but what if, like the the whole the perfect example this is the spurs where they like Kawhi wanted these three teams right mm-hmm. but their best their best offer they got was from toronto which wasn't one of the three teams mm-hmm. Yeah, so you got to do what's best for you. That's on Toronto to take the risk with Kawhi. But you look at what AD did with the Lakers, and he came out and said, uh, look, I want to play in L.A., but I didn't specify which L.A. team. So he put the Clippers, the Lakers. He also put the Bucks, and there was oh, and the Knicks. And it was funny because out of all those options, the Lakers were the only team that could make anything happen right now. So that's that was another passive-aggressive move by AD saying, look, I'm going to make it seem like I want to go to these places, but really I'm I'm trying to wedge my way over to L.A. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. Those uh, hockey guys that show up on the uh, Barstool Part of My Take podcast, mm-hmm. they are definitely on to something about NBA players being absolute divas. Oh, 100%. But that's also 
Well, you've got diva players in the NFL too, but that's I mean it's a fan-driven league, so the the fans are gonna side with the players more times than not. Like I want to see the Warriors do well, but I'm also a fan of every Warriors player. And like when I watch, oh, I'm the complete opposite. That's organization. Your organization. Oh, I'm all organization. For me, it's it depends. uh, Again, it's player dependent, and that's why I think I made that drew drew that with uh, Mike Conley and what was going on there. It all depends on your. uh, I think I think with professional sports. It's definitely talent is up there, but it's also um, time served. You know, like how much if you're an eight year vet, I'm going to respect and you've and you've contributed to this organization. You might be a little injury prone, but I would still want to see you do something. The thing is, is that no team is going to love you like the team that drafted you. Right. Mm -hmm. Because they're the one that saw something in you and they wanted you. Now, you can only hope that there were other teams out there that wanted to draft you, too, and still see some value in you years later. Yeah, with me, it's just if you're not in my, on my team or in the organization that I root for, I'm like, good riddance to you. Well, that's why I was so happy to see KP leave the Knicks because I'm like, okay, he's going to go to somewhere where he can win. The only problem is now as a Dubs fan, I'm like, forget the Lakers. I'm worried about the Mavs coming back because you've got a very, you've got two very, very special players in Luka and, and Chris Tapps. All right, continuing on with this, we've got a couple more talking points here. Uh, Kyrie Irving. There's a couple sound bites of Kyrie Irving that came out. The first one sounded oh, a little incriminating. Disgusting. Uh, the bacon cheese fries from uh, McDonald's. They put oh. bacon on a Big Mac though, so that looks pretty dope. I might bacon just it. sounds awful. I know. I know exactly what kind of bacon they use too. The rubber bacon from the really, really, really thin, thin yeah. ones. That's just the gnarliest shit. I would let him dupe me one time. Give me a bacon Big Mac and then. Oh, I had my first Big Mac like three. I forget how long ago it was. I had my first Big Mac. It was amazing. Yeah, it was good stuff. Um, all right, so now. Kyrie Irving first came out and said that he doesn't know anybody's shit, and when you hear that just on its own, that makes it sound like Kyrie's very frustrated, but the it, the full sound bite was a little bit more telling. He was just talking about the media and everything that's going on and how he's tried to live his professional life and appease others, and now he's trying to do what's best for him and his family. It sounded initially like he was backtracking his comments earlier in the year where he said he'd re-sign with Boston, but I think this is Kyrie just laying down the line like, look, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go to the best situation. There's a lot of movement, a lot of trade talks going on, and nothing's for certain. And we'll see how the offseason plays out. Why would you commit to a Boston team that is uh, hell bent on trading away half its players for AD? You know, like yeah. I'm sure Kyrie looks at that and he goes, AD's a great player, and I want to play with him. But at what cost? At what cost are you gonna lose your bench? Because that's what the Knicks did with Mello. Look yeah. at what the Knicks, the Knicks traded away to the Nuggets, and then when Melo came the first year when Melo was there with Stoudemire, they were pretty good their first and year. And then nothing then happened after that. After that, after that was yeah. bad. Uh, and then the next thing is Kyrie Irving doesn't like being included in the trade talks, or at least saying that the trades are going to influence where he goes. Uh, he reiterated again, he's going to do what's best for him and his family. So all these people saying, like, oh, AD's going to go to L.A., and then Kyrie's going to follow because he wants to play with LeBron again. Again, Kyrie just kind of emphasizing... I think I'm just going to go where with what's best for my family, what's best for me. I don't know if this is him trying to put out a fire, a potential fire that could be starting, but when it's all said and done, I could definitely see Kyrie staying in Boston. I'm not I'm not going to lie. I could see Boston throwing a bunch of money at Kyrie now that AD's dad's come out and said AD doesn't want to play in Boston because Boston's not loyal and we didn't like what they did to Isaiah Thomas. Which is interesting. Man, I'm, I just I get so annoyed when parent. I mean, if I'm just if I'm a player, I'd be like, I'm addressing this I don't, the, need my parent doing it, yeah. I don't need my parent doing it. I don't need my parent doing it. I'm going to address it off season when there's no more when there's no games going on. Yeah. I agree with that. I, I just I get so annoyed when they, they start all these drama and all these storylines like that come out during the middle. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I'm a pretty humble guy, so I just that's why I just 
pisses me off. I like to spout my mouth off, but I do. I do know when the time is to be humble, so I can level with you there. But I'm, a, you know, the the parents. I agree with that. Is that there's no need for them to be interjecting and saying anything. These kids are, you know. I understand maybe from a 19 or 20 year old, but once the kid hits 21, that's kind of when you got to look at your parents and be like, back the hell off. You know, like I'm a grown ass man. I can do this. I'm going to navigate this NBA world. And, and, you know, I can't imagine the players don't get, I I can only imagine the players getting ripped on the court by other players. You know, what's your daddy going to say? Like after you get dunked on, like, I feel like that would be a a prime something to toss in a player's face. And what's he going to say back? You know, because it's like, yeah, your dad does talk a lot. Your, your, Your parent is saying a whole bunch of stuff. So, uh, next up, wrapping up here, Rudy Gobert crying. At first, I laughed at Rudy Gobert because he was an all-star snub, and he walked off crying. He was very emotional about it. He said, I don't do, I, it's for my legacy, it's for my legacy. And I thought to myself, okay, now I should stop laughing at you. But then I realized that he missed out on a million dollars because he didn't get voted to the all-star game. So then I started laughing at him again because, Rudy Gobert, I'm not 100% sure that you're sold on your legacy, more so that you just wanted that extra M in your bank account for being an all-star uh, all-star game participant. <sighs> so yeah. we'll be drafting teams later um, just for the hell of it. If Rudy Gobert was an all-star, would you have drafted Rudy Gobert to your all-star team? Reigning, reigning sure. defensive player depends of the year? On, depends on what happens in the draft. Okay, that's, fair. that's, a, good, that's a good call. All right. Um, and then next up on the list, we have John Wall. And John Wall's Achilles, he ruptured. He slipped in his house, I guess, uh, and his Achilles is done. John Wall is on the on the hook for so much money from the Wizards. It's absolutely ridiculous. I saw something where uh, he's owed like something close to forty million dollars over the next three or four years on mm-hmm. Twitter. I don't know if that's one hundred percent sure, but if it's true, Wizards, what were you thinking? Yeah, you you picked a explosive a once explosive guard with no real jump shot or a three point shot, and we're seeing it with Westbrook. Once the body starts to go, that explosiveness and everything and that athleticism starts to go, and it's like Westbrook's doing a better job of adapting to it than John Wall ever did because John Wall was just just me, ball, yeah. you know, and that's it. But uh, you got I feel bad for Washington. Actually, I don't feel bad for Washington because that was a terrible contract to sign. It's just an unfortunate set of circumstances that happened with the Wizards, and uh, this is the cost of, of risky business because, I, I mean, for what it's worth as the GM, I didn't approve. Um, all right. Flan, anything else that you want to talk on that you've seen in the NBA over these past couple days? Any trade rumors? Anything you want to see the Dubs do? No? Shaking your head? You're cool? You're content? Okay. Uh, No. Okay, thank you. With that being said, it is time for Tim Brown's Stat of the Day. We now welcome on friend of the show, uh, recurring guest. At this point, just show statistician, if you will, uh, Tim Brown. Tim, how are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing? That's good, given the result of this past weekend. But we'll get to that in a second. First, let's start with your stat. Hit us with your stat of the day. Um, do you just want one, or do you want two, since we had a Sunday hiatus? Well, the Sunday hiatus was due to things that happened and the results, and then people, you know, like my barbecue was, was somewhat attended, and then, you know. But, yeah, let's get let's get two, two stats of the day. All right, the first one will be... <coughs> Uh, Julius Peppers is the only athlete to play in both the Final Four and the Super Bowl. Oh! I actually like that. Can we start calling these brown bombs? Or is that too weird? Huh. You yeah. can call them whatever you want. Brown okay. bombs is fine. Brown bombs, stat of the day. Boom! I love it. All right, yes, Julius Peppers. We'll be talking about him later on in the show. 
Uh, only player to appear in a Super Bowl and Final Four. Yes, sir. That's impressive. I like love that. that. Love that. Love Next that. stat. Next I always forget that he was a basketball player, and he actually went to a basketball powerhouse for college. He did very, very well in North Carolina. He did. All right, next brown bomb. Uh, just want to give me a quick second. got to bring it up. Are you ready for it? Okay, I'll filibuster. Yes, whenever you're ready, sir. It has to do with this past Sunday. Uh, so um, at the Mercedes-Benz Dome, or I don't know if that's what it's called or not, but something like that. Uh, there were 70,081 fans for the Super Bowl. I know this. I know. I have, I've heard this one. Okay, well, don't spoil it. Go no, ahead. Finish, Tim. Finish, it. finish. <clears throat> um, the thing about Atlanta, and there was a piece, I don't know if it was on E60 or can't, I can't remember what it was on, but they were talking about how soccer is this big thing now for Atlanta. For the MLS Cup, uh, do you guys know if Atlanta won that? Yeah, they did. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. There were 73,019 fans, so there were three, almost 3,000 more fans. At the MLS Cup than there was at the Super Bowl. Brown bomb. I think if anything that just tell, definitively tells us that Atlanta's a soccer city. Lame yeah. city. Whoa, man. Hot Atlanta. All about uh all about soccer. So twenty one Savage came from, right? Well, we'll talk about him <laughs> later too. Yeah. Are you sure, mate? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well no no what was, what was it they has a he has a line from one of the songs like five foot five, she may ride my ride or die. Talking about the Queen. The Queen of England's five foot five. God save the Queen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um my so goodness. Th- thank you for those stats, Tim. Now let's shift our attention to what happened uh this past Sunday. Aside from all the trades that went down in the NBA, we talked about that. Um, what happened, man? What happened with the Rams? Uh, I don't know. Belichick had time to prep for a team and exploited their weakness like he normally does during these Super Bowls. Yeah, I mean, it was ridiculous. Hot takes this Sunday officially solidified it for me. I was on the fence thinking it was kind of a 50-50 operation. No. I am giving Belichick 100% of the credit with this Patriots dynasty. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I was going to say, we could argue if you think I'm wrong, but you're wrong. Okay, Brady's made some great throws and adjustments, and all that's well and good. He's had to balance a couple offensive coordinators here and there. But the way Bill Belichick picks his spots during the season and says, okay, we're going to show a weakness here, and then we'll capitalize on it later, or... I don't know. We're going to play man-to-man the entire postseason, and then when we play the Rams, we're just going to shift up and play zone and completely mess with Jared Goff. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. Yeah, and if you rewatch some of the plays, the majority of their first down and big pass plays were, I want to say they're like 7, 8, 9, anywhere from like the 10, 7 to 10-yard range. I'll say 7 to 12. Uh, up and out patterns and just – exploited the Rams secondary. Oh, you guys want to play his own? Look at this soft spot. I was, yeah. I, I hedged my bets, though, when it came uh, time for Super Bowl MVP. I had bet uh, two Patriots and two Rams, right? I only put down I only put down about 20 Not bucks. Not Edelman? Yeah, I did, actually. Oh. I put down money on Edelman. I put down money on Gronk, and I put down money on Sue, and I put down money on Donald. But I made sure that, and then I won with Edelman, right? So, like, yeah, I got a, got a, Put it up there. I was just playing safe. I was being a, an actual gambler there. I wasn't thinking with. I wasn't gambling with my heart. I was gambling with my head. But uh, the money that I bet on those four guys definitely won back with Edelman winning MVP. So I felt pretty good about that. What do you think about the people trying? I to I got make the it? under on that one. Yeah, you did get the under. Oh yeah. Yeah, dude, that was. Uh, people say that game was boring. I don't know if it was boring as much as it was just like it was exciting because it was close the whole time. I found myself sitting on the couch thinking to myself like. 
when is when is one of these teams going to get it going? Like eventually somebody's got to blow the lid off of one of these offenses, right? Like you would think. I mean, the one thing that <clears throat> I will say, I have a question after this statement. But ever since the bye week, Jared Goff has looked pretty freaking bad. The littlest bit of pressure, and he just does not know what to do. He looked pretty it average. Starts heaving balls. Yeah, until he got hit, and then all of a sudden, there he is. You know, he sees a silver helmet and. Find a person to go. Or what about when he's running off to the sidelines and it's like, you know, throw the ball away, Jared, and then he'll either take the sack or he'll get smacked running out of bounds. And it's just like, what are you doing? Like, it just didn't seem like the Jared Goff was... No, can we first talk about how Todd Gurley only got the ball like four times the entire game? Is Todd Gurley... uh, Can we just go on the record and say Todd Gurley's hurt? Because we know when people are lying to us, and I just feel like Todd Gurley's lying. If he's healthy, you give that guy the ball 30 times in that game. Yeah, this is turning into like the Seahawks not giving the ball to Marshawn Lynch on the one-yard line. Like, why is Todd Gurley not getting the ball, Tim? I think the only thing that I can see, the reason why he won it, is that the Rams' offense is so dependent on the run game that if you put Todd Gurley in the backfield your defense keys on him mm-hmm. and so it's either going to be a pass to him or a run to him so I think that's the only thing that McVay saw is that hey we put Anderson back there they're not expecting a run as much there's you know the play option is going to work better because now there's other people back there I'm sorry not the play option that's just horrible play, horrible play, analysis play, play the run's going to work uh, better because uh you know we're looking to pass the ball because our stud running back's not in there. Yeah. And I agree that 10 for 35 yards, he should have got the ball way more. At least, at least seven, eight more times. At least. Yeah. I, I mean, it's kind of, I don't know. I think there's going back hindsight always being next year. Um, you could just pick apart the Rams offensive play call and have a heyday with it. It'll be interesting to see what they do next year because that's they did a, go that's all That's going to be an interesting division, though, at NFC West. Please. Yep. I think we'll so. We'll see what Seattle does. Yeah. Seattle will be competing. Seattle, I expect Seattle and L.A. to compete for sure. San Francisco needs to stay healthy, and then we'll see how far of an imp- or how much of an improvement the Cardinals have made. But I'm definitely saying divisional favorites have to be Seahawks and um, oh well, yeah. Seahawks sure. and Rams, and you can't take that personal plan because it's just. I you, didn't you know. say it was. Okay, personal. no, I just want to make sure. <laughs> just say because your quarterback, you know, IR his knee. Uh, That's like saying, "Oh, hey, you're well, we all know the AL East, and oh, the favorites are going to be Boston." You know, no offense yeah. to your Yankee fans, but <laughs> Boston, of course, they are. They yeah. won the division and went to the biggest game in the professional well that's what i'm curious about is they went all or nothing this year on their defensive end uh signing a lot of big big ego guys not a whole lot of long-term contracts what do they do to reboot and make sure that they can get back to where they were i don't know if they do i think they try to hold on to as many of them as they can but yeah we'll see what happens here's my question though if the rams were to squeak out that game who won mvp for the rams the Rams, I would say it'd have to be somebody on the defensive side. And by de facto, I'd give it to – and I'm not just saying Sue or Donald because I had money on him, but, like, who else on the defense was really leading, you know, and, and making sure – because that game was a one-possession game up until – I feel like, though, if, you're, if the Rams were to squeeze that out, it had to have been Jared Goff making something at the end of the game to win it. Or it would have been a running back, whoever the running yeah, back so was. Yeah, so I would there. have given it to one of those guys, most likely. Not a single defensive player on either side got a, got a vote cast for MVP. Gilmore should have gotten it, I thought. Yeah, very good job. My takeaway from that is uh, Johnny Hecker. 
The Pat McAfee would be proud, but he had himself a oh, he did have a good game. Great game. He put he the ball into the, the five a few times. World record. Yeah, I mean, world record. Super Bowl record. Punt. Super Bowl record. Yeah, that got, five yards. that got Nance, uh, Nance and Romo very fired up in a game. That, and honestly, I got fired up by the punt too because there wasn't much going on up until that point. And once Man, I heard, Sam Shields got fired up. Did you see his dance around the ball? Yeah. <laughs> once I heard Romo talk about, we might have a record here, Jim. That's when I stood up off the couch. I was like, we might have a record here. Like, give me <laughs> something to cheer about in this game. Uh, halftime show was also really boring. Sorry, Flynn. I know you like Travis Scott, but that was just him and Big Boy trotting him out there for one song. What a waste. And then they teased, oh, no, us, only with, one song they teased us with SpongeBob Sweet Victory and then went to Travis Scott. And that kind of just made me resent Travis Scott that much more while he was out there. He was the one that brought the idea. They weren't going to put even SpongeBob even in the oh, thing. Oh, he's the one who brought it up? Yeah. Okay, I changed my mind. But also, Travis Scott sounded a lot different without that auto tune. Oi. Oi. Do you know yeah, what he sounded like uh, at a concert? Fun? Fun. No, he sounds. Ins- the concert is absolutely insane. I oh, know that, Tim. Concert's absolutely insane. I'm glad that hey, 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 that hey, point. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't act like a fucking stuck up brat. Whoa! F bomb. That's a fine. That's a dollar. No, for not, a Philip not, Rivers rule. Not paying that fucking shit. <laughs> oh, that's two dollars now. All right, for Flan for the f bombs. Uh, Tim, you're okay. It's just for us because we need to clean up our act. I'm around not here. cleaning up shit. I think you should make this pot be uh, whoever wins your bets next season wins the pot of f bomb money. Ooh, that's a lot though. That's a long. Uh, time I'm very calm. I just started dropping f bombs all day. And then you think that you'd be able to out? Wait, then I'll be. Man. I'll just be giving my He's own money back to Lytle's myself. He's locks though, bro. Yeah, no. So okay. I just be giving my own money back to myself. You were atrocious this year. I don't even know if you finished 500. <laughs> no, it's all luck, dude. It'll come it's back. All I'll, luck, I'll, it'll, it'll come back to even at some point. Okay. I, the only reason I did so well at Lytle's locks this year is because I wasn't actually putting money down. Is I would talk about those on the show, and then I would go behind and then make bets on other games. And you and lose, lose all those. And lose the other games, and I'd be very frustrated. I'm like, damn it, I should have just gone with what I picked on the show. Um, all right, Tim, before we go, one last thing. I don't know if you saw this, but the U, the University of Miami, is back. Why? Are you going to say because of the Aussie Aussie punter from the City College of San Francisco, 24-year-old Aussie, double arm sleeve tats, got the gauges. This man's ready to go. Just BDE all day, bro, okay? That's going to be the most swaggerous punter that we've seen since Marquette King, and I can't wait to see, you know, Especially when the U plays Florida opening day next year, I hope that Florida holds him to a couple three and outs just so we can see the punter go out there and swing his giant monkey balls around while he punts the ball 80 yards downfield. I can't wait to see. The fact that he went to CCSF just makes it even that much better because now we can go Bay Area, even though he's technically Australian. Obviously, you did not watch very much college football last season or the past few seasons. <laughs> the most swaggiest punter. Did you not see the guy from UCF? Oh, yeah. Well, that's UCF, though. And oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it's, Dude, UC- it's UCF. Get out of here. What are we going to talk about with UCF? They want us to take them seriously, make them a playoff team. The only thing they can write home about is their, 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 their quarterback that carried that team. Then he suffers a devastating injury. That's unfortunate for Mackenzie Milton. I hope you come back. But then, then the punter is the next thing we're going to de facto to. I'm excited for the U, man. I'm still going to... I'm still going to consider them a dark horse for next year. They're going to lose against Florida, but then they're going to bounce back after that game. I'm telling you, I'm, always look out for the Gators, Hurricanes, and the Cowboys, the Oklahoma State Cowboys. I don't know because we still got to make sure that we're flying. Or I'm flying out there to join you. But if we do, then the stakes get raised. If not, then we'll just have to wait to come back. It'll probably be like a burrito or something. You still owe me a milkshake. Okay. Yeah. And I still owe you 20 bucks for the Fantasy League. Let's see what 20 you get first. Jesus, yeah, right. <laughs>
It's going to be a while. But, yeah, so I just wanted to uh, just give me your thoughts on this punter because I'm excited. I want to know if you're excited about this punter. I have not seen him punt. Oh, watch his, vi- huh. watch his video on Huddle, man. I mean, I'm trying to remember who the kicker was who kicked for Miami a couple seasons ago, and he was both arms fully tatted and everything, too. Um, it's not Badgley. I like I like kickers that overcompensate, man. It's just like you're a kicker. Go out there and be a badass in any way that you can, aside from kicking the football. I mean, it's kind of funny that Jeff Fiegel's son's getting replaced. Well, possibly getting replaced by this guy. He is for um, sure. You think so? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Oh, I mean, I I just like what Manny Diaz came out and said today. People are kind of critiquing him his first year on the job, and they didn't get very many uh, signees during draft day today, mm-hmm. and. He's, they're asking him, and he said, well, I think we pretty much covered everything that we needed, and that's a bigger deal for us than signees right now. And yeah, just getting a bunch of five-star recruits. It's like, how about you go out and get the four-star DB that's going to help your secondary, or you go out and get that three-star center that's going to help bolster the line, you know? Or how about transfer portal U? Oh, yeah, that's big. I mean, that was uh, – your voice did that, and I'm pointing it out. On your podcast, that's fine. It's my I hope voice. That everybody hears my that. voice hasn't been. People know my voice hasn't been the same since Christmas, man. I, I finally went through puberty, and it just it, <laughs> we've never looked back. I don't know what's going on. It took about twenty five years, but hey, we we've arrived. Jeff could grow a full beard now. It's no, crazy. It no, that's overnight. still it's still patchy. Don't, don't yeah. It's yeah. there's hair on his chest. A little bit, straight hairs, like yeah, peach fuzz. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I just uh, point being, I can't wait to see this punter out there. It's got me excited for the college football season. But uh, that remains to be seen. All right. Thank you, Tim Brown. Do you have any parting thoughts before we uh, say goodbye? Bid you adieu until next next time on Sunday. Four more days. Okay. Four more days until the first pitchers and catchers report to spring training. Very well. We will uh, we'll have more baseball talk on Sunday when Mateo returns. There's a couple headlines that, we're, that the Giants are possibly making some news here. We'll see as that trickles down the pike. I don't want to jinx anything, so we'll wait to see it happen first. Is Hunter Strickland still there? Flan? Answer that question. Yes, no, no, yeah, nope, nope. Sorry. No, no wonder, no wonder why that name got brought up. Yeah, I've been. Man, uh, imagine those two together. That'd be great. Uh, we'll see. Supposedly, <laughs> he's really interested in the Giants. Yeah, supposedly, but we'll talk about that on Sunday because I don't want to jinx anything. Okay, fellas, we'll see. We'll see how it plays uh, out. they won't be signed until mid March. I ain't really, I ain't really that hot off the idea, but we'll save that hot. I want to, I want that I will, hot take to can incubate. Can I say one thing that's not about Harper? Sure, go ahead. Uh. Interesting thing today is that uh, this morning Buster Posey is in Twitter. He did he doesn't really tweet much, and mm. if it does, it's usually ads. Mm-hmm. But he retweeted a Bob Nightingale tweet about uh, Adam Jones not being signed yet. Oh, I like that. So I don't know, I know. if that's. <laughs> I like that, Tim. I think I've asked you this before, but uh, I'm gonna ask you again just because I can't remember off the top of my head who gets signed first, Machado or Harper. They both get signed by the Padres. Oh, okay. Interesting. I hot, see the Padres, yeah. Hot take. Both of them. All right. Remember that for Sunday because we'll revisit it. Thank you. Harper, 10 years, 270 mil. And then there's a number Machado, thrown 7 out. years, 280. There's a number thrown today that uh, it was 2 years, 75. Interesting. I don't know Bet why. Bet on himself but. in the short term, and then they, you can lock up that 10-year contract that you want to trap people with so badly. There was an article I saw today about Machado possibly signing a one-year deal for the same reason you know bet on himself but 
we'll see what happens. I feel like Jeff's trying to push me out of baseball talk right now. So I'll yeah, I'm, 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 I'm pushing you out of baseball talk because I want to save that for Sunday. Because right now it's it was supposed to be all about basketball and football, but you know I did induce that uh, baseball talk out of you. So I will I will own up to that. My my apologies. Year round, my friend. Year round is uh, always here. All right. Uh, until next time, Tim Brown. Have a great night. Have a good night, guys. Bye bye. Bye. Special thanks to Tim Brown. You know what really bothered me after the uh, Super Bowl happened, though, and I'll say this before we get on to winners and losers, is I really didn't like how people were tweeting out that it's baseball season now. It's just like, excuse me, did you forget about the Stanley Cup Finals mm-hmm. and the NBA Finals? We haven't even had we haven't even had the NBA All Star Game. There's a, there's the draft. You know, baseball will get its time. We will give it its time. Yeah, shut it, up, shut up, bitches. It owns the summer. Are we are we live right now? Yeah, we are. Oh, bitches, shut the fuck up. Hey, that's another <laughs> fine. That's three dollars, Flan. Oh my goodness! I ain't paying it. That's three dollars. Um. All right. So what's that, what's that Shannon Sharp meme where he just pulls back? <laughs> no, problem. That's no, no problem. No, no, no problem. problem. No problem. No problem. No problem. No problem. Or no, no, the one where he just he has like, he has like the duck face, but he like leans his head back and starts mm. shaking it back and forth. Yeah, we need to get you some <laughs> Hennessy and Black and Miles too, so you can sit over there and really, really pull off the uh, Shannon Sharp. He has Sharp. the best gifts you could possibly like in a group chat. You just put one of those Shannon Sharp ones <laughs> he's, in. He's Perfect. Got, he's got a lot of good ones. <laughs> All right, you ready for winners and losers? Let's do it. All right. There are winners. I'm by winning. Winner, winner, ultimate winner. Wow, winning. And there are losers. Loser, 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 loser. Winners and losers for episode 63. We've made it that far. This is, uh, what are we calling this? We'll call this the NBA All-Star, no, post-Super Bowl, Super Bowl recap, trade deadline talk. How about that? That's a good, that's a wordy title, but we'll make, we'll make it work. Okay, first up on the winners, losers list, I want to say uh, loser, or I guess, w- w- no, because we have to propose it. I want to say loser. I'll see what your in- your input is. People who think Julian Edelman should be in the Hall of Fame, winner or loser? I think it's a winner. I think he has a point. You think I mean, he has I, a I, point? I don't, I don't think it's a first ballot, I think, but I think he eventually would get in. How about if I throw you a couple more Patriot wide receivers that have had more receptions and more yards than Julian Edelman, but they like played West so Walker or they, No, no, no. They played so long ago we forgot about them, right? Does the, that make Dion Branch a Hall of Famer? He won a Super Bowl MVP. Does that make Troy Brown a Hall of Famer? I don't know if he won a Super Bowl MVP, but he played both sides of the ball, right? I saw a stat on Twitter. I have to find it. There was a list of not mediocre, but well, just I think there's a conversation. I mean, I don't know if it's gonna happen. But I think there's a conversation that you can have about it. I said it's not. It's not. It's not like out of like. It's not like wild. You don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that he could make? But that's just strictly no, it's a not, postseason it, it, achievement. It's, it's not. Wi- what's not wild? I mean, f- all right. Well, Madison Bumgarner. What's his overall ERA in baseball? Three one something like that. Mm-hmm. That's not really Hall of Fame numbers. No, but he has the highest. He has the lowest ERA in the history of World Series. He probably had the greatest run in the World Series in those three games that he pitched. Okay. I mean, I don't know. It, it, there's, it's not. It's not like. It's not like insanely outlandish to think that Julian Edelman could be in the Hall of Fame. I damn! I did not save that tweet, but I saw. Oh, okay. Here you go. Here's one that I saw. Y'all trying? This is Benjamin Albright. Uh, so he is, uh, his Twitter bio says NFL draft quarterbacks, radio and TV guy, Madden generic face model for backup quarterbacks, Denver, Colorado. Oh, pretty witty there. Y'all trying to put a wide receiver with fewer career yards than Jabbar Gaffney in the hall of fame purely off recency bias is one of the most bewildering things I have seen. Uh, I agree. 
So Julian Edelman, great player, but he is a slot wide receiver. That is it. Are you willing to put Wes Welker in the Hall of Fame? I don't know. I'm saying it's not outlandish to think he'd be in the Hall. It's not. It's not like it's not some crazy idea that he could be in the Hall. He's not. He could, or he could, could or could not be in the Hall of Fame. It's a good debate, but I'm willing to stay on the side of no. Do it. I mean, if he was in the Hall of Fame, I wouldn't be shocked. Like, right, yeah. Okay. Interesting. All it's right. not. It, I mean, it's not. It's not a crazy idea to think that he'd be in the Hall of Fame. True. All right. Next up on winners losers list, me. Oh. And I say me. Because I've started this campaign now, and I've done it since Super Bowl, so this was day four. Every day at approximately 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, I tweet the Pittsburgh Steelers to get your shit together. I'm not exactly sure how long I'm going to do this. I plan on keeping up this crusade through the draft. And my girlfriend's on board, and she is texting me to remind me. Uh, if I should forget, I haven't forgotten yet, so hopefully she's still on board with it because that was the agreement we made last night at dinner. Um, but, yes, I am just uh, serving a constant reminder to the Steelers. You are now dealing with the franchise. They came for the throne, all right? They have six rings themselves. It's time to take them down. All right, enough of this. I don't care about the drama. Figure it out. Get a product out there that can contend with the Patriots, okay? It's a copycat league. Start doing some of the shit that they're doing. I don't care. Just make sure that it's the black and gold, I mean the black and yellow, that are hoisting up the Lombardi trophy at the end of next year, okay? So get your shit together. And anybody is more than welcome to join me on this campaign. Nah. Okay. <laughs> so you're going to call me a loser. I'm calling myself a winner because I just want to see my franchise do something. Okay? Get your shit together. That's okay. a better chant than the Patriots could come up with. Nice. All right. Next up on the winner's losers list, Julius Peppers has retired. Tim made mention of that during uh, his stat of the day. Flan, Julius Peppers. Winner, winner. I'm going to say winner for sure. And oh. I always think of Peppers when I think of his name. Hall of Famer? Yeah. For sure, yeah. Multi-sport athlete. Did, did a great job at uh, Carolina there on the basketball court as well. All right, next up on the winners-losers list, Lindsey Vaughn. So, Olympic, what winna, is she? Winna, winna. Downhill skier. She's she's announced that she's retiring as well. This happened sometime last week. Actually, I don't know Super this winner. She was probably the most overrated Olympian wow. I've ever watched. So, Flan's giving her the L. I'm not. I don't know if you're there, but it's like every time the Olympics come around her, she's the number one. She's one of the top names. W question mark. When was the last time you saw her actually win? She was only one gold like once or twice. Well, she was dating Tiger Woods there for a minute too, so she's a winner for sure. So. Well, I feel like the girl, somebody that has that high of a profile, or whatever, you have more gold medals than whatever she has. Uh, yes, that would be a very interesting stat to look up. Is how many gold medals does Lindsey Vaughn have? Um, all right. So, next up on the winners-losers list, we have Kyler Murray uh, on the Dan Patrick Show. And this was awesome leading up to the Super Bowl. Hold on. I have to find it. Um, it was amazing. He was on... Oh, fuck. Oh, that's a fine. That's a... That's, damn it. All right. Um... Yeah, I have to. Sorry for the silence. I have to find this Kyler Murray interview. He's on the Dan Patrick Show, and it was hilarious. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Let's find out if we can. I am struggling to find the sound. Found it and ready to go. Okay, Flan. So Kyler Murray was on the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick wasn't asking him any like 
questions like trying to pigeon you know, or uh, trying to trap him into what he was going to say if he was going to play football or basketball. He's just trying to get, just trying to have an interview. And Kyler Murray, uh, as we can attest to from doing this podcast, silence is not good as you're buried in your phone. But uh, silence is not good, and this is what Kyler Murray and the Dan Patrick Show uh, interview sounded like. Wait, wait, Dad, is he going to the combine? <laughs> no Dad had no comment there. Pro day? I mean, that's after the combine. Yeah, you're going to do a pro day? <laughs> yeah? Uh, yeah. I guess, if you want to say yeah, I guess, yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah it's, it's okay. You can have a pro day. But I, instead that of... That would imply that I was going to play football. Uh, okay. So you're going to have a pro day? <laughs> When's minor, when do you report for the Oakland A's? February 16th. Oh, you knew that. Okay. So you're, you're ready to go to do that. Wait, are you going to spring training? Oh, no. Wait, you don't know? <laughs> Dad, is he going to spring training? <laughs> Another no comment here. You know these microphones are on right now. Like we're, yeah, I know, okay, I know, okay. I know. I just, I just said. All right. How tough is it that you're doing this with Gatorade, but you know every place you go is going to ask you the same questions? I'm getting pretty good at answering, you know, these questions. No, so. you're not answering them. Well, it's, you're, exactly. You're, you're yeah, shaking yeah. me off here. Yeah, no. yeah, I feel like I'm trying to tackle you. No, yeah, everybody keeps asking the same questions. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, they'll, they'll soon be answered. He says that they'll soon be answered. If you're Kyler Murray, you had to know that that was coming while you're doing the tour to Gator, you know, for Gatorade on Super Bowl week. Flan, after hearing that little soundbite of the interview, your thoughts on Kyler Murray? Um, maybe he got some cold feet after he said he was going to the NFL. He got nervous? Is that what you're saying? Maybe. Like, this is all just 100% purely off of... I don't know. Maybe he does go to baseball. Interesting. Okay. All right, uh, next up on the winners-losers list, uh, the Iman Shumpert sound I was talking about from earlier. I have to pull this up. This is a uh, this is Iman Shumpert calling out to Bertons from the Spurs. Hey, throw another bow, bitch ass, and then the N-word, but I'll let you hear it. Again, on-court mic's very hot. This is another reason why I love the NBA. It makes the second. I'm going to play that one more time just in case you missed it. It's very, very quick. Marvin makes the second. <laughs> After he gets teed up, he still is insistent that he threw another bow, and it was just, it was very funny to watch. Uh, Iman Shumpert, yes, very much about that life. <laughs> uh, so, winner or loser, Iman Shumpert. I think that's a winner. He's just laying, well, no, down, no, no, no. laying down the law, man. I ain't going to take that from nobody. Um, all right, and then the next one, this is the sound from uh, the Laker game. Uh, this is JaVale McGee getting yelled at. Uh, after the fans yelled, LeBron's going to trade you at Brandon Ingram, they switched it up for JaVale McGee. 11.7 rebounds, played in Golden State last year in Warm Ring. They just presented it to him at the game LeBron James didn't play because uh, McGee didn't play in the first one. Indiana fans, very passionate, and I appreciated that because that one, it made me laugh. It was rather very funny, uh, honestly. 
in my opinion. Flan, do you think JaVale McGee is worth trading? Be Where'd nice. You get a, a can of uh, apple juice. Former dub. Oh man, that's, <laughs> that's not nice. All right. Um, and then there's one other piece of sound that I wanted to throw up here. See if I can find it. Uh, looking for it. Yep, can't see it. Can't find it. Okay. Anyway, so what a dismount from that. Um, and then last up on the winners losers list here, uh, actually two more things. How many wings do you think that you could eat in thirty minutes? How many barbecue chicken wings do you think? Like spicy wings, hot wings, barbecue wings, it doesn't it matter. Boneless or bone in? Bone in. How many do you think you could take down in thirty minutes? You got to clean it. I won't hold you to the pieces of cartilage because I know that's not for everybody. But you got to clean at least ninety percent of the bone off I the wing. I have no idea. What if I told you that mom, a mom named Molly Schumer, Schooner. Schindler, can you read my own handwriting? Ate 501 wings in 30 minutes. Damn. She's a competitive eater. Uh, I don't know if I could hit 500, but I would definitely have fun. I'd be in hog heaven going after some chicken wings. That is for sure. All right, and then finally up on the winner's loser's list, Flan, I don't know if you heard the big news. Raj Mathai broke it on Super Bowl Sunday. The Oakland Raiders could be playing at Oracle Park. This past this this upcoming football season, um, I hear you mention that they're not, and I read this online today. It appears more and more likely the Raiders will spend one last season in Oakland. After all, uh, after saying goodbye last season, the Raiders have a deal to play at Oracle Park in San Francisco for 2019, but it doesn't appear the Niners or the NFL will approve it. If the Niners don't agree to waive their territorial rights, and it doesn't appear that they have any interest in doing so, even for a year, it leaves only one avenue for the Raiders to play in the San Francisco Giants' home for next season. It would take NFL Re Commissioner Roger Goodell ordering a vote of the league's owners to override the 49ers. Then the Raiders would need the approval of 30 of 32 owners to play in San Francisco. Due to a special provision by the bylaws, the usual two-thirds of the NFL vote uh, NFL owners vote does not apply. In other words, the Raiders should hold their breath. So it looks like we get one more year of the Oakland Raiders. Yeah. Hooray. So is this a win for the Raiders or a loss for the Raiders? Excuse me. I don't know. Okay. What do you think? Uh, I think it's a win for Oakland Raider fans. It is a loss for the organization. The fans get one more year of them in Oakland. Uh, but the organization wants nothing to do with that city. It is clear. It is apparent. They want out of there as soon as possible. Uh, if I'm Mark J and Mark Davis, I'm probably waking up every day cursing at the heavens that that stadium in Las Vegas is not built right now, mm -hmm. knowing that he's going to have to wait another year before he gets in there. Uh, at this rate, I'd be willing to put down money. What stadium gets built first, the L.A. one that's going to host the Rams, Chargers, or the Raiders? Because the L.A. one's farther along. But I could also see the Raiders finally just being like, let's get this shit together. Let's get it on the road. They're supposed to, they're supposed to open at the same time, aren't they? I believe so. But I'm uh, just saying, there could be there could be some delays. And I'm just, if you were to put down money, which one do you think opens first? Uh, L.A. L.A. for sure. Because there's two teams going in there. I could see less of a problem. They'd be. I think the L.A. stadium's more of a priority, too. Mm -hmm. Like, the Raiders moving to Vegas was kind of like probably just Jerry Jones looking at the Davis family. I don't know. It could be a priority now, too. I don't know if the NFL wants to go through another one more year of not knowing where the hell this team's going to play. Yeah, God. it's so For all the pathetic franchises out there, you have the Raiders, too, to top it all off because it's like this is a team that doesn't even have a home right now. It's a nomadic franchise for this year. So, uh, but again, good for Raider fans. Just sucks for the actual Raiders. Um, okay. 
Now let's transition. Before we hit the pop culture update, the NBA All-Star Draft is going to be happening tomorrow. And so uh, do you want to be LeBron or do you want to be Giannis? I'll let you pick. Who do you want to be? I'll be Giannis. You'll be Giannis. So you get Giannis on your team. And I'll be LeBron. And we're not acting like we're LeBron or Giannis. We just had to clarify who was who so that way we knew who was going to be on what all-star team. Um, All right. I believe Giannis is picking first. So I'll let you have first selection. I'll go Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Okay. You're going to take KD. That's good. Um, I am going to take – I think I would take Steph if I was LeBron. That's a no question. Taking Steph? Yeah, so Steph's off the board. Katie's off the board. We have 22 more names to go through. Okay, got Paul George. You're going to take Paul George? Interesting. Okay. I am going to take Kawhi. Okay. So. Uh, who'd you take? You took Curry, right? So I've got, st- I've got right now on Team LeBron, we've got LeBron, Steph, and Kawhi. On Team Giannis, you've got Giannis, Katie, and Paul George. Oh, I'll take Kyrie. You're going to take Kyrie? Okay. Give me Clay. Uh, Harden. You're going to take Harden? All right. I'm going to take Embiid. Um, and then I'll take uh, AD. You're going to take Anthony Davis? Okay. This is where it starts to get interesting because I feel like those first the first few selections we made were uh, just clear – you know, no-brainers. You you had to take those guys uh, if they're available now is where a little bit of strategy comes into play here. I have Embiid for AD. What I'm a little worried about is guard play. So how about this? I'm going to take uh, Damian Lillard. Okay, okay, okay. I'll take, D- I'll take Lillard. I'll take Westbrook. Ooh, okay. You're going to take Westbrook. Interesting. Hope he stays healthy for that game. I'm just kidding. I was <laughs> mean. All right. Uh, then I'm going to take Ben Simmons. I'll take Jokic. Ah, Nikola Jokic. Jokic, yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Then I'll take Carl uh, Anthony Towns. Uh, give me... <laughs> yeah, right? Um, now, it's getting, now it's getting tough. Let's see. Dum, dum, dum. I'll take uh, Blake Griffin. You take Blake Griffin, okay. Who t- oh, uh, yes, never mind. Who are you asking about? No, nobody. Okay. You're probably not going to take him anyway, so you could just ask. All right. Uh, I will take Kemba. Because Kemba has been on fire this year. Kemba Walker. Mm, I'll take... Uh, did you take Kemba? Yep. I'll take... Uh, Middleton. Oh, Chris Middleton. Okay. Stand out. Is that who you were asking who that was? No. Okay. I want to hit. I want to hit that player. The w- and when when we hit that player, I want you to tell tell me who you're asking who it was. I just want to see if it's understandable or not. All right. Uh, next up, I'm gonna take Nikola Vucevic, the center from the Magic. That's why I didn't know who it was. Oh, you didn't know who it was? Okay. I like how he's been playing, and I need that size. I think I have the size to match up with you right now between Embiid. I'll Cat. take uh, Lamarcus Aldridge. Oh, okay. Aldridge, I like it. Okay, now that's left. We have Bradley Beal, Kyle Lowry, D'Angelo Russell, D Wade, and Dirk. Um, uh, you know what? 
I'm going to take D'Angelo Russell. Even though LeBron, or even though he was shipped out from the Lakers, LeBron had nothing to do with that. But I'm going to take D'Angelo Russell. I don't think sending off problematic tweets about the All-Star Game locker room is going to affect team chemistry there. All right. I'll take uh, Beal. You're going to take Beal. All right. And then I'll take uh, Kyle Lowry. Wade. And you're going to go Wade. This is what's interesting. And so you'll take Wade. And you, then you take Dirk. And I get Dirk. Okay. Uh What's interesting is I feel like that's going to be switched around for uh, for the All-Star game. Is I feel like D-Wade's definitely going to end up on LeBron's team. And those were two guys that were just kind of thrown in there and said, hey, we feel bad. Uh, well, this is the NBA saying thank you for uh, for all that you've done. I feel like I missed somebody that you picked. I have a discrepancy on the lines here. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. I had, how did I end up with 13? Well, you counted Giannis. I did. Hey, you have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Who'd you, who's your 13th player? Uh, well, I got took Wade. You have Giannis, KD, PG, Kyrie. Wait, I got, let me count it up. Giannis, Kyrie, Kevin Durant, Paul George, James Harden, Anthony Davis, uh, Nico Jokic, whatever the hell his name is. Oh, Jokic. I didn't write down Jokic. My bad. Okay, there you go. So yeah, Flan's team, and we'll let we'll let, we'll let people who's listening to this uh, decide. You can you can at us on the Twitter or comment underneath the show's page on Instagram whose team you like better. Uh, Flan's team is Giannis, KD, Paul George, Kyrie, James Harden, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, Blake Griffin, Chris Middleton, Lamarcus Aldridge, Bradley Beal, D Wade, and Nikola Jokic. And my team is LeBron, Steph. Kawhi, Clay, Joel Embiid, Damian Lillard, Ben Simmons, Carl Anthony Towns, Kemba Walker, Nikola Vucevic, D'Angelo Russell, Kyle Lowry, and Dirk. Uh, I will say this with your team. Your team is pretty steady all throughout where I think my team is very definitely top-heavy. Like my starting five would be LeBron, Steph, Kawhi, Clay, and Embiid, and I'd have LeBron play the four and Kawhi play the three. Um, I'll be Giannis at five. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Katie at the four. George three. Three. Kyrie at the one and Harden at the two. Yep. Interesting. All right. That would be a fun All Star game. But yes, we will see. That will be televised. Uh, so some egos will get hurt, but you're all All Stars, so remember that. Um, all right. Now it is time to wrap things up with the pop culture updates. Are you are you stupid? It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter, but we're still going to talk about it anyway. Why? Well, because it's in the news. So, Flan, got a couple pop culture notes here for you. I hope that you have a couple as well. I have one. Oh, you have one. Okay, let's get started with you. Your your first one. Go ahead. Uh, 21 Savage oh. is supposedly British, and nobody knew this. Everyone thought he was, like, deep, deep Atlanta. Y'all and then that, huh? he got uh, taken by, is it Immigration Customs Enforcement or something like that? Ice. Ice. And, uh, yeah, he is from Britain, and I guess when he said five foot five, she's my ride or die, he was talking about the queen. God save the queen! Isn't it kind of interesting how the same weekend that we find out that Takashi 6ix9ine reached a plea deal in prison, that all of a sudden 21 Savage is getting wrapped up here 
and what's going on. Actually, I saw something even worse. Uh, not worse, but just a, a conspiracy theory. When you own the masters to your catalog of music, so you own all the rights and everything, you can distribute, like what Jay-Z did, what Nipsey Hussle has done, uh, what we've seen Chris Brown and 21 Savage recently do. Then Chris Brown got arrested because of rape accusations, and now 21 Savage is being held uh, by by Immigrations and Customs. So a little bit of a, uh, I'm not saying anything's happened to Jay-Z or, or Nipsey. They've, they've taken their licks and their, and their road to success. But I'm just saying a little fishy that all of a sudden, you know, Six nine snitched and uh, or you know allegedly, and then uh, Twenty One Savage gets in trouble. Well, Twenty One Savage also owns his own catalog, so it's kind of interesting there to see what's going on. Uh, but yeah, had no idea. He's actually not from the UK. He's from an island. I forget what the island's called, but they claim that if you're from that island, you can claim uh, citizenship over in the United Kingdom. Wow. So that's that's what I found out there about that. We'll see. I hope he gets released. It's kind of weird too because he started uh, rapping a bunch of. Um, what am I trying to say? Not not uh, consciously. He started throwing in some subtle stuff about. It. It's not just about. I got nine car. I got a nine car garage. I got a shooter. <laughs> you know, blah blah blah. Red dot. All this. He started getting a little bit more conscious with his lyrics, and and now he's gotten pinched. So I hope that I hope that we can get a little bit more Twenty One Savage. I'd like to see him flex his intelligence a little bit more because I know that the whole act and the whole shtick he's got going right now is just so he can appeal yeah. to that audience that it's gonna you know, eat that type of music up. I don't ever like to write these guys off as being idiots. I think that it takes some level of genius um, to uh, to get to this this point. You know, it's it's luck, but it's also some planning to get there as well. All right, so that was your pop culture update. I'm going to start this one off with uh, Liam Neeson. A little bit of hot water here uh, for what he said. Uh, he's promoting his new movie, Cold Pursuit, which is basically Taken 5 or whatever number Taken's at, because Liam Neeson and Tom Cruise are just those guys. Tom Cruise has a couple of movies in his catalog. Liam Neeson has a couple of movies in his catalog. But for the most part, most of the movies in their catalog are all of the same premise. It's, I'm Liam Neeson, or I'm Tom Cruise. I don't play by the rules. I'm coming to do things my way. And I think of the Taken franchise. I think of Mission Impossible. Granted, they've had their own movies, of which they've done well, and uh, and not not acted by that same premise but yeah Liam Neeson uh, on this most recent press junket said that he had a friend that was uh, sexually assaulted and raped 40 years ago uh, identified the assailant as an African-American gentleman and Liam Neeson said that for the next four or five nights he was just walking out in the street with a baseball bat looking for the next quote-unquote black bastard he could find mm -hmm. to uh, beat the shit out of him and uh, and kind of take his frustrations out on the situation so clear and apparent racism uh, at play here I don't care what your mainstream media says where he says some racially charged things. No, that's pretty racist. Uh, you got you got in trouble or, you know, was raped by a person of color, and now he wants to exact revenge on all people of color or wanted to at the time. Uh, I think he's since run back those comments by saying power walking helped him cope with the hatred he felt. So uh, we figured hate, out— I, I hate hate. Everybody love everybody. I hate hate. Uh, I really don't like—I get offended when people get offended, so please stop offending me. But, uh, yeah, little did we know that power walking is a cure to racism. So if you ever have those racist thoughts, just go for a quick mile on the power walk uh, and channel your inner Liam Neeson and come to understand and, and find find the right side of and find the light. It's it's not worth it. Um, I got a ring up here, too. Mine says love. <laughs> Think about that. Everybody love everybody. <laughs> everybody love everybody. <laughs> 
something that we could all we could all <laughs> that relate to. Such a to. great movie. Um, His wife shows up with the car, she flashes the entire bus. I said, "Oh my god, I've never seen those before." Um, lost my train of thought. Damn it, Flan. All right, next up on the uh, winners was oh that it it's canceled the entire press junket for Cold Pursuit. They've put it on on an extreme halt. So I wouldn't be surprised if that movie bombs at the box office. It's either gonna bomb hard because people are gonna protest oh, it, I got another, I got another, or another or one. people are gonna be excited and they're gonna go see. Speaking it. of right. movies now, go I ahead. Got another one. Throw your own. Um, supposedly the um they've been they're doing test runs right now or do with test audiences for the new Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. And it's getting great reviews. It's over three hours long, which a lot of fans are super stoked about. Which I'm not even sure if I'm too stoked about that. It's a pretty long ass right? movie, right? Especially in today's climate, where people just have no uh, attention span. How are you going to get somebody to sit there for three well, hours? Last time I saw the three hours in the movie theater with Lord of the Rings. That was totally worth I it. I've yet to stay awake through one of those movies. I fall asleep like clockwork every time I got to put on a Lord of the Rings. I want to watch the movie, but I physically can't stay up to watch. They're literally well because we probably played them on too late. No, no, these are like four those o'clock. Three, in the those three movies are one of the like you're, they're definitely top fifty movies ever made. I'm sure they are, but it still doesn't change the fact that I can't stay up during a Lord of the Rings movie because I feel like there's a lot of, uh, from what I remember of when I've been awake, there's a lot of, not wasted camera time, but there's just like 30 second cut scenes that it's like, oh hey, maybe if you guys, maybe God. if you guys cut those 30 second scenes down to like 10, 10 seconds oh. where you're just kind of showing the landscape, it would shave an extra 20 to 25 minutes off the movie and I could stay awake. All, that's all I'm saying. Great movies, but hey. Let's just time conscious, man. All right, that's all I'm saying. Uh, now that I've upset Ooh. Flan, <laughs> now that I've upset Flan, no one cares what you're saying. Let's no on. one cares what you're saying. Next no, one, no one cares what you're saying. No one, no one gives a crap what you say. You are only holding everything out of your mouth right now is just absolute you shit. You are only perp- uh, what is it? What am I trying to say? You're only postponing your trip to the gym right now. Let's get through this. Uh, last two things here. Uh, man versus mountain lion on the pop culture update. There was a man jogging through Colorado on a trail when he was attacked by a mountain lion from behind. Uh, man won because man choked out the mountain lion. I think the mountain lion also wins here though because the mountain lion didn't tap, went down. Right, it died. It was not. It was not going to tap. It was not going to be beta. Uh, Flan, what are your thoughts on the matter? I don't have any thoughts. Thank you. Uh, what are you, what do you think is the biggest wild animal that you could take on? You very upset by my Lord of the Rings comments. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't know what the, I want to say a bird of some sort, but they can attack from the air, and those talons are pretty long. So I don't think I could. Uh, you have to get back to me on what mammal I think I could take down. What's a what's a mammal in Lord of the Rings? Oh no, it's a fictional. There's no real real animals in that movie, huh? <laughs> All right, uh, last up on the list, we have, uh, for those of you living in Sonoma County and that know of Russian River Brewing, I went and tasted Pliny the Younger last night. My girlfriend and I stood in line for an hour. I was not happy about that. It was very cold. Uh, I will say this, though. The beer is smooth. The beer is very strong. I think it's 10.25. They serve it in 10-ounce glasses. I had two of them and was feeling very good about myself and was waiting on the pizza to roll out. Flan, you were saying you have yet to try it. Is there any interest for you to go to Russian River and try out this beer? Nope. No. Okay. Man, you're really offended by that comment, huh? Yep. Okay. All right. Um, it was it was a blast spending time with my girlfriend. Love you. Uh, but I don't know if I'd stand in line for an hour to try that beer again. Pizza, very good. Beer, 
good. Uh, give it a six point nine on a scale of ten. Nice. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's worth the hype. It's a good beer, but it's a limited release for those of you that are not around or not familiar with the area. They some special with the hops, and they only do it for two to three weeks out of the year. It's always in February, um, and it tastes a little different each year because they put their own little spin on it. But yeah, if you're a beer lover, definitely worth trying out. If you like getting drunk, definitely worth trying out. But if you don't have the patience, not worth standing in line. All right, that'll do it for us on this episode. Flan is very mad, but I've given you're welcome. I'm, you're welcome. I've given you the charge, the natural pre-workout that is rage for when you go to work out tonight. Uh, it might be a little weird that you're thinking about me while you're working out, but you might be getting some sets off and just be like, that idiot thinks Lord of the Rings is so stupid, and you just, you're able to crank out an extra, extra rep, an extra set. I don't know, but you're welcome. All right, that'll do it for us, as Flan's going to be really, really quiet. Uh, we'll be back on Sunday. Until next, oh no, wait, whoa. To the haters and losers, of which there are many. Oh, he's not going to say it. Until next time. This. Yeah, yeah, ayy. Uh, walk up in the scene looking like a lick. Y'all shop at the chaos, who you tryna trick? Ay, smoked and ripped the runway, shout out Tyra Banks. Shout out Ashley Banks. Shout out Judge Philip Banks. Ay, I spit only gas, come and fill your tank. Swagger jacket niggas need to give me thanks. Think us hype piece loaded, then we give them drinks. Stick to doing pranks. Niggas under me in rank. Do it for the fat man. My niece is like my daughter. All my exes getting jelly like this PPJ and Nutter. Got receipts, so I took back my shit and returned what I bought her. But that makeup sex was great. She looked down, all she saw was water. But now niggas on some hoe shit and they wanna air it out. Cause my Addy let them know that there's a devil in the house. I kept going, y'all was phony, bro. I never heard a doubt. Why y'all niggas playing catch up? I just relish in the clout. Ooh, ooh. Money I make on my hands. Niggas around me ain't friends. I'm on another level, one lock. Some of you don't understand. Homie, better come get your man. Fucking the back as a sand. Fucking the vibe as a lock. Right at your jaw, nigga.